Hi, my name is Dave. I'm your host. You're listening to the last podcast where the first shall be last and the last shall be first. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm happy you found us. And if you're returning, welcome back. I appreciate you listening and I hope you continue to find tips, ideas, and value from listening to this podcast. Well, last week, we talked, well, last two weeks, we talked about a series called Change on how if you're the type of person that there is something in your life that you want to change, uh, we talked about how we can create lasting change or how to begin to create lasting change, which is important. Um, you you want to know what it is that you want to change and why is it that you want to change it? What's behind the why? And I mean, is it emotion? What emotion do you feel while you're, you're trying to make this change or the emotion that sparked you to want to make this change or the emotion that sparked the dissatisfaction of something in your life that uh, sparked you to con- that want to make that change in your life. So uh, I wanted you to ask yourself several questions. And if you want to find out what those questions are, just go back to the first um, episode of change and you would get all six questions. And then we talked about how we can build um, on the foundation. And we also talked about how it is important to figure out how do we view ourselves right now in the moment and i'm not talking about what we do for a living or anything of that nature but who we are internally and how do we view ourselves and then we talked about um if we need to make change if you're trying to do an overall change maybe it's time to do uh to renew your mind change the way you think so to speak because it makes sense, right? If you've been trying to make a specific change or let's say like lose weight or anything of that nature and you decide to do that and it doesn't work after all these times you've tried, maybe we need to try something new. Maybe we also need to try to um, change the way we view things, see things and so on and so forth. Um, so we're on the fifth and final uh I would say episode. (laughs) Um, And then in this episode, we are going to talk about something uh, I believe that would help us tie everything together. Um, Something that most of us already know. And uh, as a matter of fact, not only do we know, but we we practice this uh, many times within our life. But it's something that we probably don't even apply when we want to change something in our life. So um, last week we left off on that uh, series, basically um, helping us to to think about what it is that we want to change. And we also talked about goals, right? Because if you want to change something, you definitely have to have a roadmap. You have to have a goal. So we talked about that last week, this week. And I've always asked a question, but um, this week we'll probably do something uh, just a little bit different, but um, I do have one question. When was the last time you trained for something new, like a new job, a new process on the job, 
or a new implementation on the job or for you sports fans when was the last time you implemented a new technique um, or even doctors musicians when was the last time you you trained on something that was brand new to you um, and that could be for any field out there um, in this segment we want to just talk about what it is that helps us move and hone our skills right so uh, we talked about the goals and everything else last week and I asked you all those questions and how you want to train or how you want to do something but this week we're going to talk about training um, whether it was on a job that you had or you know when you wanted to do something new you, you had to learn right um, when we start something new it's is really exciting and sometimes it could be daunting i don't know about you but i know for me sometimes i'm so doggone nervous when i'm starting something new that i i really probably mess up more more than i really want to because uh of being so nervous right but nevertheless we forge ahead and we keep on going for some of us um <laughs> We may not even have a choice. So say if you just found a job because you need to pay rent or something and you live in paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, you're going to feel nervous. You're going to feel pressured because you need this job and you got to succeed. So you have no other choice but to succeed. So you have to forge through whatever it is that you are lacking and become good at what it is so you can keep the keep your job. Right. Well, I remember growing up in the Bronx and there was a lot of us kids that lived on the block. And in this on this block, we had like about seven large buildings and we all went to the same school. We grew up together and we became close. A lot of us became very close. And one day my mother um, said to my sister and I, you know, we're moving and we're moving to Queens. We didn't know what Queens was. We didn't even know where Queens uh, 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 what queens were at that time so um, we picked up we moved and uh, it was a it was a nice little area it was like these is like almost projects the building that we lived in had actually 28 floors so and you could probably guess where that was because not many buildings out there have 28 floors so um suffice it to say we were out there we had to go into new schools and and make new friends and so on and so forth i didn't have many friends at the time but um i was pretty much a a mama's boy and i was a bookworm i always got in trouble so therefore my mother always put me on punishment so there there was nothing to do on punishment but either watch tv or um, read books unfortunately my mother didn't um, allow us while we were on punishment to um, watch tv so there was a lot of days months that i could not watch tv the only best thing to do at that time was to find books to read and i read a lot so uh, when I wasn't on punishment, I realized uh, we were in the area. So, you know, you walk around and um, you look at where you are and, and everything's But when you're young. Everything seems like an adventure. And uh, um, one day I was going through uh, these little uh 
pathways and I saw and I heard first a lot of noise screaming like people were having fun and I walked toward the noise and it was a large pool it was a community pool and in that pool they had like um, one deck where the pool would go all the way down where the water was practically recycled from the smaller pool which was like probably six feet and the larger pool the large pool or, or I wouldn't say the larger pool but the pool on the top deck was 10 feet and the water they had a waterfall with a little gate there um, where you could look down and the water would go into the six feet pool but that was like oh that was a huge pool but people um, was always diving and that really really uh, caught my attention um, they had a beautiful pool and diving board they had two they had one small one and they had a large one and um i never really saw anyone use the small diving board uh, only the big one and i remember the first time i wanted to be cool the first time i climbed to the top of that ladder i got so scared it felt as though i was gonna throw up the first time i dived in the pool i just jumped right off i just didn't use the spring you know how when you go on a diving board and you can use the spring and dive and dive up to go down well i just just ran right off and that was it um there were so many people in the pool and they would hurry up out of the way when they know you are new to diving um i didn't like the fact that so many people laughed at me um <laughs> uh there was something in in me back then and i realized something and this is critical right here I didn't know this at the time, but there was something in me that came over me that made me so determined to learn how to dive. Yes, it was people laughing at me. Yes, I was new. Yes, the predominant people that were in the pool were white and I was black. I am black. So I had two things against me right then and there. And I realized these people are laughing at me. You know what? I'm going to become good at this. You know, I sat down one day and I watched a, a lot of people dive off. And I remember thinking that was the coolest thing. And specifically, so many people back then thought highly of the people who could either do tricks or swan dives. And if you could dive off a pool off the diving board um, back then, you were someone to talk to or hang around. And since I was a bookworm and a nerd, I wanted to be cool too. So that was my my Sega back then. And you know what? I wanted to learn how to dive off the diving board um, through training every day. Um, I, a lot of people would leave around seven or eight o'clock at night and I would stay. I would stay and dive off the board and and believe me when I say dive off the board, I would walk to the edge and I still wouldn't use a spring, but I would just dive and practice diving and then practice my arms and my feet and I would practice the form of diving and um, I became real good at it and uh, I didn't know back then but I was so focused on form and trying to uh, get good at it that 
I really, over a course of a period of time, became so good, people were no longer laughing. And then I started seeing people come up to me, hey, you did that real good. That's a far cry from, you know, when you first started, you're getting real good at this. And next thing I know, I'm saying to myself, I didn't realize how good I was becoming until someone else came and told me. Somebody else had to validate, you know, you're getting real good. That was a beautiful dive. I loved your form. When I started hearing that from several different people, I knew I started making a headway. I knew that the training that I, you know, all the hours that I put in when nobody was at the pool, that was a game changer. You know, I didn't know it back then, but I'm saying it right now so you would know. I didn't say I'm going to try to become good. I said I'm going to become real good. I proclaimed it. I made a proclamation with determination, with an attitude and emotion. Having people laugh at me was that trigger point. I became so determined at becoming exceptionally good at diving off the diving board that I didn't even know the moment I became good. And I know that you have something in your life that you you worked at, you worked at, and you trained, and you, you did all these things just to become good at what it is that you do. And, what, and you never even realized it, but one day people started asking you, hey, how do I do this? And you gave a, your two cents, you gave them uh, guidance, and the next thing you know, a lot of people started asking you certain things about something you became good at. Whether it's computers, whether it's writing, whether it, whatever the case may be, you became good at it, right? And you spent hours learning it. And one day you got real good at what it is that you worked on. So I said in the beginning that my mom's, uh, we grew up in the Bronx and my mom's uh, moved us to Queens. And uh, the one thing I really became good at while I lived in Queens was diving off the diving board. And um, in the summertime, my mom's used to let us go out and have fun. And she said, make sure you come back at 12 o'clock and at three o'clock specifically to make sure that we were okay and she didn't have to worry and to see if she needed anything from the store or anything. So if you were late, your, your penance was basically staying in the house. And if depending on how late you was, uh, you would probably be in there for a whole week, two weeks or whatever. And that's how I became a nerd, you know, because we couldn't watch TV or anything. If you were uh, on punishment, so the only thing left for you to do was read books. So that's one thing I became good at when I was in Queens. But the second thing, I, I, or the third thing I became good at was running. Because when I looked at the time and realized how far away I was from home and I had to be in the house in 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and you know, we lived on one of the highest floors there was, we lived and you had to climb up all those steps and over a period of time trying to make it there and always being late, I became very good at running. So 
To make a long story short, I went to the Bronx. Uh, my sister and I moved back to the Bronx, but my mother and them didn't. And uh, we stayed with our grandmother. And uh, I moved back with my father for a little while, but then moved in with my grandmother and my sister and my uncle them. I don't know about you, but back in the day, we had like four, five, six, seven people in one house. And that was like a one bedroom home. We just, you know, slept in chairs and so on and so forth. However, I got reacquainted with my friends and they all was into different sports than I was. I was into, um, you know, martial arts a little. I was into track and I was into swimming and diving. Well, my friends in the Bronx was into football. They were into basketball. And one day, you know, they was like, come on, let's go to the courts. And I didn't know anything about basketball. But um, it looked like everybody was having so much fun and I couldn't dribble and I couldn't shoot the ball. So um, I wanted to have fun and, and be part of this. And what I started doing was I had to buy a basketball and when nobody was on the court, I would spend hours and hours. And when I say hours, you may think like two, three, four, five hours. No, I would go out seven in the morning and sometimes I'd come back at nine o'clock at night and I would spend all that time on the courts. And one day, uh, nobody wanted to pick me. And um, I realized uh, every summer, it's like two summers I was out there, nobody would pick me, nobody wanted me on their team. And on the third summer, after working so hard for two summers, I became extremely good. Now everybody wanted me on their team. And I didn't realize it back then, again, but I didn't say, I'm going to try to become good. I said, I'm going to be real good at this, where everybody going to want me on that team. And you know what? It was with emotion because I felt so sad. Nobody wanted me. And even my friends tried to say, hey, you should pick my, my boy over there. Pick Dave. Pick that. No, nah, they were like, I don't want him. He can't play. But eventually, that all went away when one day I remember my friends said, David, I was sick. I had asthma and whatnot. And they, I was sick in bed. They came and got me. This is the only night to try out. So I really wanted to try out for the team and went and played ball. The first thing I did when I got on the court was fall. And then I couldn't run because my asthma was bothering me. And the guy, the coach hurry up and got me off and said, no, nah, this guy is not, he's not going. And they, my friends said, hey, look, he is really, really good. He's just sick. So he said, well, when he get better, uh, just have him come out to another game and we'll see. We'll, you know, put him in practice first. So I never played that summer or that fall, but the following year I went out and let me tell you, I was so good that the guy said, let's put him in the game next week unbelievable all the practice all the hours it comes to fruition where people recognize your talent people recognize how good you become and they were like i remember when he first started he couldn't play work for darn yes but all the hours that you practice and this episode i'm only talking about training You've made your, you've asked yourself a million questions. You build on a rock, you cleared your foundation, and now you 
build on the rock, that foundation that you make a whole lot stronger from which to build upon. Now, you've created your goals, where, where the, the roadmap of where you want to go, and you just made your designs and you got your blueprints on how you want to get there. And the best road you can take is training, doing something every day that will get you closer to your goal. And that's that's what I'm talking about. Those was that was one of the reasons why I said and told you my story. You know uh, uh, about diving, about basketball. It wasn't in the moment. It took a couple of years for me to become extremely good where people wanted me on their team where people accepted me and people said you know wow you should see him dive off a diving board oh you think he's funny but watch he got skill and now they want me on the track team i never got on the track team just so you know but i ran i ran like there was no tomorrow because i didn't want to be on punishment so my my my, my story to you today is don't say I'm going to try. Say I will. I didn't say I'm going to try. I made a proclamation with the determination and with an attitude. And guess what? When you instill emotion in your proclamation, you're going to achieve what it is that you're trying to achieve. I made that uh, determination with attitude and emotion. I said, I will, because this is not going to happen again. I'm going to become good at what I do. Same thing with poetry. I love trying to write poetry, something that's going to touch somebody else's life, where they say, wow, I feel that. Wow, I get that. If you want something in your life and you want to change something about yourself, you have to put in the training. You have to train. You have to do something every day, not just for five minutes, but you got to put in your time every single day so you can hone your skills, so you could become the best, so you can become better than where you were yesterday. And that's life. We want to become better than what we were yesterday. And the only way we can do that is through training, through preparation, through determination. We have to be able to say to ourselves, I am going to be good. I will, no matter what. So you want to tie your whys. That's why I told you in the other episode, you have to tie your why to your foundation because your foundation is what you're going to build upon. And in life, there's always something that's going to throw you off course. But when you are anchored and holding on to your why, you know the reason that you're there. You know the reason why you're trying to get wherever it is that you're trying to go because you are anchored on your foundation. You're anchored on the reason that you're trying to make this change and nothing. If your anchor, if your why is strong and your foundation is strong, I don't care what life throws at you. You're holding on and you're going to stand strong. You're holding on and you might get blown off course just a little bit. But if you're anchored to your why, to the reason that it is that you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to stay on course. You're going to come back on course. You're holding on to your why and you're going to surmount the difficulties that you're going to face. It's not going to be easy, 
don't want anything that's easy because how you're going to grow and how you're going to learn and how you're going to become a stronger person, a better person and a changed person is by going through fire. By going through the trials and tribulations and surmounting all your difficulties and coming out on the other side of light. That's how you succeed. That's how you're going to make your change. I don't know about you. All my life I wanted to change something. I still am changing. I'm still transforming. I'm a work in progress. And that transformation will never end not even when I die. I'll always be transforming, and so will you. But you have a determination and you have to figure out what you wanna change, how you wanna change, and when you wanna change. Remember, time waits for no one. You're changing whether you want to or not. You either becoming stagnant and just surviving or existing or you're evolving becoming better becoming a stronger person becoming a person that society can use and benefit from I love this podcast I love writing I love talking because I'm hoping that I could touch the lives of maybe one person if I touch one person life then it was all worth it How you tie everything together in this series is through training. You have to work every day at whatever it is that you're trying to do. And I guarantee you, it will work. You'll become better and better. If you work every day toward your goal, you will achieve it over a period of time. Because... I don't know if you ever heard of the compound effect, but if you do little and subtle changes in your life for good, over a period of time, those small habits become better and better and better, and they start building upon uh, one good deed to another good deed to one good activity, to another good activity. And as you're going up the ladder, doing all these good activities that are compounding over time, you become a better person. You become a more determined person. You become a person who finally reaches the destiny that you want to reach. And beyond, that is the beauty of everything that you're doing. Why you wanna change. What do you want to change? You have an opportunity, the unique ability to do anything in your life that you want to do within reason, of course. I'm not saying that you're going to grow wings and fly because, you know, that's just not happening. But in the Bible, it tells us if you have a mustard seed of faith, you can move mountains. Not only a mustard seed of faith in our Heavenly Father, but a mustard seed of faith in your Heavenly Father and in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe that it is possible. You deserve good things. Believe that and do good things. 
be good to others. Because life waits for no man or woman. It evolves. It changes every single day. And it and I don't know about you, but it seems like it's rapidly changing. Look at AI. That's all people are talking about right now. AI this, AI that. And so many people are getting worried whether I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to do this or AI is going to take over. Learn something new. Grow with AI. If that's the case, if that's how you feel, grow with it. Learn with it. We don't have to sit by. We continue to grow. We continue to learn. And we continue to love. That's all I have for you today. This is Dave with the last podcast. The first, maybe last, and the last shall be first. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this series. I hope you would share this series with your family, friends, co-workers. Um, please hit me up if you have something that you want to say. Uh, I can be reached at Dave at the last podcast. Um, dot info and you can also reach me at 972-284-9518 i love to hear from you i thank you so much for listening and i wish you a fantastic day bye-bye